Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Jess, and this is the Read Your Mind podcast. This is my first episode, so I want to tell you a bit about myself, a brief synopsis, if you will. I am 19 years old, and I attend the Michigan State University. (laughs) I'm from Detroit, born and raised, and I've wanted to start this podcast for a couple years now. Um, I had the plan and I mean, I was just really scared, like (laughs) terrified. I was just like, oh, nobody's going to listen to it, blah, blah, blah. It was just my own insecurities getting in the way. And not to mention, like, (laughs) I have all the equipment. So I was like, okay, (laughs) like we should probably put it to use. I have this beautiful pink microphone and it's just collecting dust. So I was like, okay, we're going to get it started. My motivation for the podcast was really the fact that I like to tell stories and I like to talk. (laughs) All I do is tell stories and I can go on and on for hours if you let me. I'm actually an intern here at my residential college at MSU Arts and Humanities. We call it ARCA. I write for the newsletter alongside my amazing, amazing counterpart, Marin Case. So whether it's reading, writing journalistically or creatively for my own pleasure, I just love all things literary. I feel like a Q&A is solid first episode territory, just so you guys can get to know a bit more about me past my brief synopsis. I have 15 questions that I have my friends ask me. They are very broad, so you guys will get a really good gist of who I am and the things I stand for. So let's get started. First question is, what is your inspiration? This is a loaded question, certainly, but it's one of my favorites off the list. Um, I believe that everything we as a people do is for the love of something like if you think about it just the love of life living the feeling you get from living well a career a person anything like that it just it's all rooted in love and it's a universal thing like we all know what love is and what it's like but I think that what drives me the most is what I was put here to do I truly believe that healing the planet in any way that I can is my purpose. The only thing that holds a candle to my love for writing is my love for environmental change, which is why I want to be an environmental researcher. I wanted to figure out how to link the scientific and writing aspects and put them into a career. So that's why I decided on that. It's just the fact that I'll be able to be a scientist, publishing my findings and making real direct change on people's lives so that they can go out and change the world however they see fit. It just fuels me and fills me with an inexplicable joy. It's the one thing in my life that I can see myself doing forever. Question number two is, what has your college experience been like so far as a first year? It has been absolutely lovely. MSU called to me in the application process in a way that no other place did. I actually in sophomore year, school was going so terribly for me that I wasn't even thinking about school. I didn't want to go to college. I was completely unmotivated. So like I had about a good five options. There were people applying to 40 schools. That was not, that was not me. I did not. There was nowhere that I wanted to go. Really. I was applying for like opportunity just to see if there was going to be a place greater a place that maybe happenstantially just felt right no once MSU accepted me there were no other choices it was all that I wanted I'm a part of a residential college at MSU and I believe that that makes all the difference for me personally it's the feeling of a small college campus on 
such a large campus and they have plenty colleges based off of your major but the residential college being where you stay is being where you stay and studying there and living there and eating there it's everything is in one place so it makes it really easy for you to go to a lot of your classes a lot of your classes are right there the dining halls right there it all works out really well there are three residential colleges there's Lyman Briggs I just so happen to be a part of Lyman Briggs as well it's the science and math residential college I don't live there but I'm a part of that college because of the program that I'm in and then there's ARCA which is the residential college of arts and humanities which is where I am a part of and place that I write and intern for and then there's James Madison it's like the liberal arts college um so there's plenty of opportunities for plenty of different people um you don't have to be at a residential college to love MSU but it's my experience so it's what I love the best and definitely definitely the most notable thing for my lovely semester has to be my program abroad trip to Costa Rica I got to do community engagement work and sustainability in Costa Rica. It was my first time out of the country and it was the best experience of my life. I went to Costa Rica and I wasn't like staying at a five-star hotel and I wasn't like on the beaches every day. I went there to work and it felt, it was a life-changing experience to do community engagement work in such a beautiful place. Because when you think about sustainability and like community engagement, and say, I mean, I'm from Detroit, so here we have so much to fix. The first thing we're getting down to, it's like fixing violence, fixing the water, f- dealing with the pollution, fixing the streets, cleaning the streets. There was no beautification that needed to be done. It's not a violent place. They live a completely different life. And everybody's always like, oh, America and the States, the States are the best place to be. Once you go somewhere else outside of the States and you see the way that they live and how controlled it feels and how safe it feels. And then there's clean water at the restaurants. They literally pour tap from the the rivers, the lakes running behind the buildings. And it's the freshest water that you'll ever drink, clearest water you'll ever see. It was the best environment. And we didn't go there to like help the 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 town we went there to help the people we focused on their well-being on their mental health primarily the youth and it felt great like my passion being wanting to help the planet be a better place so that people can go out and live their lives and enjoy it more in such a beautiful place like that I mean it made all the difference opportunities like that can happen so infrequently so I know that I chose the right place to go not to mention the great friendships and work relationships that I've made and the great connections it's been a true delight I think that I've had the semester of all semesters definitely ending my semester with that trip set the tone for me and I'm so excited for the next one question three is I love this question I love any question about music what is your connection to music and why do you love certain artists so much super easy to answer (laughs) um it's a really loaded question simply my love for music just starts because it was what I was immersed in from the start so early in life it's just really special to me when I was younger there were always people like pushing it on me because my whole family loves it so they gifted me all kinds of things like mp3 players ipods cds i would digitally download things on my mom's computer 
um so many music videos and so much fuse hot 100 if you know anything about fuse you're automatically the coolest person to me fuse i lived there it, it's a dead channel now it's probably nothing going on over there but like 20 29 29 oh my gosh 2009 to like 2012 it was amazing because there were always people on there interviewing they always had like their hot 10 of the of the week the month the something it was a phenomenal place to be and you found so much music there they would put nobodies on there but they would also have some really like mainstream bangers that if you weren't listening to the radio you wouldn't have heard sometimes I, that wasn't you know of access to me so i really loved being over there on tv it was just my favorite place to be um the greats that like got me into appreciating music so much in no particular order i'd say like mariah carey beyonce usher probably i had a lot of him in my childhood gaga i love gaga oh my gosh and nikki nikki for sure i started listening to her i was coming up when she was like just popping off so it was a beautiful time to be alive those are the ones that i listened to the most as a kid and they are still in heavy rotation to this day but the list has of course expanded i love ariana grande i was also listening to her growing up again somebody when i was young they were just getting their footing in the industry so i love her i love eric benlinger i mean my fave of all time if, if you know me at all you know that I am absolutely obsessed with Eric Bellinger and everything that he does. I love Janae Aiko, Brent Fias, Victoria Monet, El Hay. The list, it goes on and on and on and on. But I love all music. I listen to a bit of everything. I'd say R&B is my favorite genre, but I listen to any and everything. You name it, I'm sure I know it. I'm proud to say that I do have a collection of vinyls and cds today it makes me happy because i loved the fact that there was always just like a collection at my readiness whenever i wanted to listen to something i would flip through my grandpa's cds in the car and wait for him to get off of work and i could just listen to whatever i wanted to so having those albums in my possession just like feeling like i own them and doing it how they used to do old school it's so fun i have about 40 vinyls and like 20 something cds and i try to grow it as often as i can as much as i can but my love for the artist is so pure i love raw talent like a good pen good vocals a good smooth buttery voice i think that's why i love eric bellinger so much he has everything you could think of he writes all his stuff he produces most of his stuff he has a great pen. I don't know. It's something about lyricism. Like when an artist offers all of that, they have all of that combined. The vocals, the talent, the pure, the raw talent is there. That voice and a good pen. Oh, you've done it for me. You have sealed the deal. I love everything. Like lyricism is it for me. Lyricism is what I crave. It's what I'm most attracted to. Absolutely adore it. So I think simply simply put <laughs> um music is just so important to me because i was immersed in it from such a young age and ever since i have created a very some might say an unhealthy relationship with because music <laughs> all, all i do is listen to music but hey it's my favorite thing so i really appreciate it 
another music question can you play any instruments no i can't unfortunately <laughs> i own a ukulele that i play poorly and i'm learning how to play it um another thing that i've gotten so long ago and i don't know what i'm doing with it that's why it was one of my new year's resolutions to play it'll feel good broadening my horizons with my love for music and not just being able to listen to it but being able to play it i just i've always wanted to be able to say that i can play an instrument in high school i was actually in varsity choir i don't talk about that much that is something that we brush under the rug because i dropped it with the pandemic and i still remember a few notes and chords so the journey isn't completely foreign to me but you know i'll get better and i'm going to learn for sure i'll keep you guys updated um hopefully soon i'll be able to play you something that'll be really exciting but until then just trust the process trust the process i will learn how to play the ukulele and i'll come and play you guys something one day five this is a question about hair i love my hair so much they said what's your fave hair color and what other colors do you want to try so i've had ginger that's the first thing i did and I had ginger for a while, about a year, and then I wanted to change, so I went back to black. That was tricky because the the orange was never taken out of my hair. So I've always had like these kind of orangey undertones, so the black didn't take completely the first time. I tried to take matters into my own hands. Terrible decision. And I had like these gold and green highlights. That does not count. <laughs> that does not count. I don't count that and it was it was complete it was embarrassing it was embarrassing it looked ridiculous i went from <laughs> ginger to black because we got that problem resolved and then i went to a blonde i had like honey blonde most of my head was dyed but since i've been growing it out i did that in may when i dyed it for prom and then I cut it in July. So I've been doing a lot with my hair. Last year, 23, I did so much to it. And I've been trying to give it a break. So out of the honey blonde and the ginger, because I mean, the the black, dark brownish, that was my natural hair color. But I do love a dark. I really do love a dark. I'd say the honey blonde has been my favorite. I want to switch from the light, take a break from the light and go back to dark. Not black, but I want to just get the orange out of my hair once and for all. So we're going to reverse the dye and then we're going to do dark red. I definitely want to do that in the near future. Um, I love playing with styles and stuff. I've just been trying to give my curls a break. They've been healthy throughout the whole process, which is something I appreciate because I take very good care of it. But I said I wasn't going to put any heat in my hair till May. I don't think that's going to work out. <laughs> So, I don't know. My birthday um, just passed. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, my birthday will have just passed. So, I will see what happens after that. Not cutting it, though. Definitely off of the scissors. I need to back away from the scissors at all costs. At any minor inconvenience, I cut my hair. And I need to stop doing that. So, since my hair is still healthy, we'll figure it out. I'll just probably rock with this until May, just color-wise. And then we'll see. We'll do something for the summer. We'll switch it up and I'll probably go red. Question number six. What's something that makes you who you are? Oh, this is beautiful. I love this question. I think that my kind heart plays a big part of who I am. It's integral to the way I live. 
I feel like it's so important to be kind. It's so important. I tell people this all the time. All I ever want to do is spread positivity and spread kindness because I truly believe that what you give is what you're going to get back. It's like the golden rule. It's classic. Just do unto others as you want to be done unto you. It doesn't make any sense and it does nobody any good for you to be a terrible person. It is There's no point. It's a universal delight to just be nice to people. A smile for someone could go a long way. You don't know what they could be going through, but it could help anybody. Somebody having a good day, that could be the highlight of it. Somebody having a terrible day, that could really lift them up, push them, keep going, make their day better. I mean, it's it will cost you nothing to be nice to people. Like, it just... It makes all the difference and then you'll probably get that kindness back tenfold. Kind people find kind people. What you put out is what you get back. So you attract the kind of people, the kind of person that you are. So it makes all the difference. My favorite part about who I am is that I'm kind or at least I try to be all the time. It's it's the only thing that I want to do is be kind to people. It makes me feel very good about what I'm doing in the world. Question number seven is who is your hero? I believe my TT is definitely my hero. All of that aforementioned kindness was taught to me by watching her when I was growing up. She is the most selfless woman that I've ever met in my life. She went through life giving constantly. For one, she primarily raised me. So she really just took me in like how she does all children and just gives them a great start like she taught me so much she wanted me to be the smartest kid in my class and I was always steps ahead (laughs) that's exactly how she wanted it my teachers couldn't get enough of her and she was a woman that had like she had things she always had money and she never kept it for herself she never really I never really saw her buying anything for herself she just wanted to give it she wanted everybody to have the same blessings and be able to reap the same benefits that she had she was definitely the neighborhood auntie. Everybody called her TT. Personally, I hated it because I wanted all of her love to myself as a child. But as I grew, I realized that she was doing the Lord's work. She is a phenomenal woman. And I love her for everything that she's done for me and everything around her. That's the dream, really. I guess seeing all that kindness when I grew up, it just, it really warms my heart. So I look up to people like her. She was a great role model to have in my life. Question number eight, do you believe in soulmates? I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. I think that there is a special somebody for everyone. And I definitely have a romantic, a hopeless romantic mindset. I'm just so big on love. It's so important to me. You can meet your person and you can, you know, not know it. Some people are closed off. Things happen. Um, Relationships don't always work out. And these people that are your soulmates, you might not even feel that way about them platonic soulmates are 1000% a thing some people are just your people and it works good friendships actually good friendships studies show they can lower your blood pressure protect against depression and help you live longer I found that out a couple days ago and it was really interesting to me so I had it right here but there are so many benefits from it that was from a little Harvard study that they did on adult development and friendships are great like friendships are amazing Finding those people, it's it makes all the difference. I mean, it does something for the endorphins, knowing <laughs> that there's somebody out there for everybody. 
all in all, um, I truly believe that I found my soulmates. There are people in my life that lower my blood pressure every single day. And you'll know when you find them. I think if you just keep the right head and go through life living for you first and foremost, then those people that also want to live for you and help you and support you and love you, they will come around. I think love is everything. So your people, they're out there soulmates they're real romantic or otherwise i think you will find your people question number nine do you believe in ghosts and spirits and why yes i do i believe that spirits never die souls are energy and energy never dies it just takes new form so like if you have a loved one that passed or something talk to them i definitely believe that they are there the souls they just kind of take the forms of angels and people that die they're they're never gone they just kind of die and then their their souls live on forever and I think that that's really beautiful that's just personally what I believe and from my experience I definitely know that the people that I have lost and unfortunately recently it's been a lot of people and it's disheartening but it's it gives me hope knowing that they're like still out there somewhere and people are not gone forever at least who they were they're not gone forever like they're in these different realms you can talk to them they can I feel like they can just they can feel your energy the same way that their energy is never has not died our energy it's a transfer they can feel it when we talk to them we're all entities and it's always out there so if we seek them out they'll find us that's just how I see it and I don't know give it a try like if you don't believe in spirits try to connect with the loved one see what your experience is like it doesn't have to be religious at all like based in religion based in faith i just think that it could do us all some good to just you know talk to the ancestors maybe just <laughs> give it a try i feel like they're always out there so it doesn't hurt to try question 10 why are you faithful in religion great question so my relationship with god hasn't exactly been linear i've i felt outcasted because um as a queer woman uh sometimes there are people in religion that make you feel like this is not for you or like it's for you because they want it to be for everybody and it's not like it doesn't have to be you know i'm a full believer and you believe in what you believe in and whatever works for you works for you so like religious practices and religious study has always been something that i was into so i i tried to form a relationship for myself i never really had one and it was completely i, I just didn't know enough to call myself religious at one point when i was coming of age you know i felt like you know it's necessary for children to just not listen to whatever's thrown in their face and kind of do for themselves like at one point at some point you're not going to be a child anymore so you need to build these relationships and make these choices for your future self so i had to figure things out i studied religion a lot and then slowly it became more about relationship for me a relationship with god is just something so special to me it's worked for me i've tried a lot of things i've done a lot of things and my favorite has always been giving thanks and praying after like outside of that i was like okay so this is what because looking at christianity on the spectrum it's broad so i was like okay this is this is what it's all about it doesn't have to be 
you, you don't have to subscribe to anything. You don't have to assign to anybody else's version of religion. Whatever relationship you form with God and how you see fit to practice, who you want to pray to, whatever that looks like, it's really relationship over religion for me. Um, I've never really just, I try to keep it separate, separate as possible, like me outside of any form of toxic Christianity, not saying all Christians are toxic, just any form of toxic Christianity. I had to separate the two in order to be able to have a relationship with God because I cannot condone like any of that. Christianity and a relationship with God is supposed to be beautiful and non-judgmental is what a lot of them don't realize. So I just have really worked on my relationship with God over the past year and with the help of my girlfriend. And it's been lovely. It's been lovely to know that you can be queer and you can have a relationship with God. Don't ever let anybody tell you different. So that's just me. That's my stance on it. And that's how I feel about it. So I'd say definitely relationship over religion. 11. What attracts you to someone? Kindness, for sure. <laughs> I know you guys are probably like, she's so fake. No one's this nice. But I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything. And I'm probably not as nice as I could be. But I do try. And I have grown to become someone who's attracted to kind people. Because sweethearts, it's just so, I mean, they they radiate good energy and it just makes me want to give it back. It's the importance in being good to others, seeing that they have that as like a core value or really high morality. Someone's mean-spirited is not going to do it for me. Like, I'm not going to want to be around you. We need more good people in the world and I seek that out in anybody. Romantic partners, friends, family members that I choose to keep around, yes, choose because <laughs> contrary to popular belief, you can cut them off. Don't let anybody guilt trip you into thinking that family is like a must. And if they treat you like dirt, do not sacrifice your peace for that title. It's never worth it. You can choose your family. And like I said, I think you will find your people and they will come to you. It's the exact opposite when it comes to mean people. It's like a it's like a magnet trying trying to push two magnets together. It just doesn't work for me. I don't like mean people. I mean, unlike the study on friends and good, healthy, strong relationships, the study at Harvard says the exact opposite about negative relationships that can cause anxiety, deplete wealth, and raise your blood pressure. You hear that? Those negative people, <laughs> those negative people are belittling your pockets. It will never, it will never work for me as someone who's overcome severe anxiety i do not welcome toxicity at all i don't i don't want it watch out for those negative people that always have something bad to say about somebody because i guarantee you they have bad things to say about you as well so <laughs> those type of people they've never stuck around in my life it doesn't work out the people that i keep around are very kind people it's what works for me we get along because we have the same values so a literary question, my favorite. What is your fave genre of books? I could talk about this all day. But I don't know. I adore a juicy novel. Me loving, like, me loving love the way I do. Romance is definitely up there. A good contemporary romance, fiction, and all that. But Stephen King, he is my favorite author. So I gravitate naturally, I guess, towards more horror and gore. The most but funny enough my favorite Stephen King novel 
is <laughs> and favorite book of all time is a fiction novel that he wrote um that he classifies actually as a contemporary romance because it's so personal it's layered and it follows the life of a writer um well it follows the life of a widow of a writer and he passes and he finds a way to connect with his wife from like the other side through different talismans in the world like his uh, like things that they have left behind in their house that were theirs that they shared his old manuscripts and there is gore because it's Stephen King there's gore and murder trauma laced all throughout the book it's you know it's him but it has that classic King feel it's just so romantic I mean I don't know it it turned into like <laughs> sorry this turned into like a Stephen King appraisal but it turned from just this just this elusive thing about marriage and then he brought up all his trauma from the other side and told her why their relationship was the way it was and why he kind of felt disconnected from her and this was the only way that he could connect with her through these things that just meant so much to him and I don't know it was one of his favorite novels and I think when it's one of the author's favorites it's it's gonna hit because it's just so personal to him but I don't know if that's your thing give it a read um if it sounds interesting enough it's called Lisey's Story by Stephen King it's my favorite novel by him Lisey's Story is beautiful work it is fiction but it's definitely pieces pulled from his real life so I don't know short answer <laughs> um I have a couple favorites I'd say horror contemporary romance and classic fiction but you know I'll give anything a read. I'm also big on nonfiction, but I won't do I won't do too much. I'll just stick to the three horror, contemporary romance, and classic fiction. Question 13. Dream trip. To go back to Costa Rica. Hear me out. To go back to Costa Rica, fluent in Spanish, and be able to connect with the people of Palmachal, which is the small town that I visited to do the community engagement work. And no language barriers, just be able to go back, work with those people. I adore them. Like, it was the best experience of my life. And I know a dream work trip <laughs> might sound a little silly, but it doesn't feel like work to me. I mean, the experience that I got, the joy from that experience, I want to do it as many times in this lifetime that I can. It was the best experience of my life, and I am definitely going back i have like so many things underway for it little plans so like i won't say too much but i'm definitely gonna go back and you guys will be able to hear all about it <laughs> i cannot wait to cross that off my bucket list including learning spanish because i am not fluent at all <laughs> when i say language barrier i mean i had about six phrases up my sleeve but they did teach me a lot and it was a very interesting experience so i definitely want to go back with more knowledge and just be able to talk to them in their native language so they don't have to accommodate to me because they did so much for me. I just want to get back to them in any way that I can. 14. Thoughts on marriage. Well, it's something that I want and I am queer. So whomever I marry, I just want it to be special. Um, and if I'm lucky enough, I'll be able to do it once and get to spend the rest of my life with that person. I'm traditional in that sense. I mean, I realize marriage isn't for everybody. So, you know, how I feel about it. It's just, I want to do it. Um, I've seen all different types of relationships in my life. And I don't know, humans, they're not really meant for monogamy, which is something that people don't really talk about. I mean, that's a totally different thing. It's just, 
it goes to show how strong love is, I guess. It's something that can prevail. You can care for someone and value them and love them so much that you can see and make a life with them and actually go out and create it and spend the rest of your life with somebody. I mean, it's all, you know, there's people that have been married for 80 years. There's people that get married and it only lasts for one year and they divorce and then they never get married again. That's fine too. Like, you know, whatever your experience is, that's fine. Marriage is crazy and dicey and so many marriages end in divorce. But the hopeless romantic in me is strong. I've never felt like that was going to be my story. I don't know. A lot of people in my family, they say, oh, marriage is just a piece of paper and it's too binding. <laughs> you can just be with somebody, be with who you want to be with and be free to go. But that's never been me. I don't know. I love all the lovey-dovey, all the lovey-dovey, I want to spend the rest of my days with you type of love being committed to commitment it's cute it's adorable like I just want that for myself so bad I always have but if it doesn't if that doesn't happen for me I don't know I guess the whole just being with who you want to be with and being with them for the rest of your life that's fine too but I don't know it's something about being married and having that like bond that commitment that you can't just get up and walk out you know, you might give it a second thought. We are married. This is my partner. We're going to work it out. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it last. So I don't know. I just think marriage is so cute and so special. And if you find the right person, you should definitely consider it. I think that marriage is <laughs> super wholesome. Question 15, last and final question. How did you know <laughs> that you were queer? This is hilarious. I never... Um, thought telling this story publicly to however many people find it was something that I was gonna do but it's fun I love answering it it's a ridiculous story so why not you know it's a lifelong thing um but I can condense it down pretty well um I've known since I was a little girl and I've always been attracted to women always have been but I never thought to act on it until I was like 15 uh I was incredibly confused by it and toxic Christianity was pushed on me in ways that it can confuse a child and I think that we should really stop doing that like they push a narrative on you that you'll go to hell and all kinds of other scary places and that should just not be a thing it's a horrific thought to put on a child that they'll burn forever I mean think about that like that's really crazy and I don't know my vision of heaven and hell is a bit different from like fiery pit and then like cloudy happy eternal sunshine place in the sky but that aside like I think that's another reason why I wanted to get close to God because I know that I'm a blessed girl and someone who's loved God and loves God I refuse to believe that like I'd be condemned forever for being who he made me <laughs> I mean I'm I'm fruity incredibly <laughs> and I just didn't think that that was gonna be the thing that sent me to eternal damnation like that just doesn't that never made any sense I cried about it in my younger years I was confused out of my mind and I guess I just kind of hyper fixated on men in my younger years and pushed it away only boys no girls I love songs about girls though love songs about girls loved queer songs about girls loved all WOW representation in songs in media and I was like openly too supportive <laughs> about it to just be considered an ally <laughs> so one fateful day in 2020 when I was 15 Victoria Monet and Kalani decided to open up and be transparent with us 
about their beautiful relationship. They gave us the privilege. They allowed us to be present in them discussing it together. And it was something that it was something I anticipated so deeply that year. Kalani had dropped their album and then Victoria dropped her album later in the year and they both had songs on it about each other I didn't catch I me mean, Victoria's was really elusive and I didn't catch thing I mean Kalani literally said drunk when I call you Monet I mean like come on Jess I don't know I was freaking out and I was like who is Monet <laughs> like but I had never seen anything in the tabloids girl I did I missed I missed that whole thing I missed the entire thing so when they talked about it when the song came out October 8th 2020 I will never forget the day I knew that I couldn't hide it anymore. It was no coming back from that. I had never wanted something as much as I wanted to feel what they discussed in the Touch Me remix. I needed that relationship in my life. It was the most beautiful thing that I'd ever heard. I mean, they made that sound like this is the cream of the crop. And and it wasn't just something that I was trying because they made it sound good. Like I said, I've always been attracted to women, but like hearing it elaborated and articulated in a song like that I fell to my knees it was an instantaneous emotion it was a rush like I was like okay we're here <laughs> like we're here I called my best friend it's hilarious I called my best friend and I told him I had something to tell him and he's like what you're gay I'm like what are you talking about no there was no build-up I mean everybody had always jokingly said oh yeah just is soup like just as gay as hell but that was nothing that like I had ever said out loud I was like dang what do you mean I mean yeah that's it but like (laughs) where did that come from and he's like oh my god for real like seriously like that's what you're gonna say I'm like yes (laughs) completely stole my shine he knows me too well and that's it's just ridiculous how fast he gets everything that I'm going to tell him he already knows he knows all of my problems so he always knows what to say and always knows what's really wrong with me so I really appreciate it but I think that that's the funniest thing in the world because no no prompt of that conversation I just said I had something to tell him and he knew he knew so I think we all knew (laughs) I think we all knew I don't know it's something about it just the way that I was able to suppress it for most of my life and now here I am happily out happily queer with the best girlfriend ever (laughs) sometimes things just work themselves out hi everybody i just wanted to thank everyone who has supported me in my endeavors i've been waiting to record the outro so that i can come to you present day and thank everyone who one made my birthday my best yet all of the love all of the support all of the happy birthdays and then following my podcast yesterday i got like 30 new followers on the podcast yesterday so thank you so much um anybody who supported my socials in anticipation to the release anybody who's hyped me up and (laughs) gave me the confidence to even get here in front of my mic and do this thank you thank you thank you it is felt and you are greatly appreciated i love you all so 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 much i will be bringing you guys new episodes every week so stay tuned on the socials follow my pods instagram tiktok my personal account at jessica watley underscore but everything else is at read your mind pod follow me here wherever you're streaming as well so that you can get notified whenever a new episode drops i really appreciate it if you made it all the way to the end you are a real one (laughs) so thank you guys so much i hope you have the best weekend and i'll catch you guys back here next friday Bye.